0: welcome back to another episode of the hoth hangout podcast and we have so much to cover in this one this might be the first time where in the same week we've had multiple episodes from different shows that were both just kind of like mind-blowing episodes uh both the bad batch and mandalorian were fantastic this week um joey and i briefly talked before we started we're gonna try to keep it condensed if we can but there's a lot to cover and a lot to talk about in addition to a ton of other cool star wars news so uh we're excited to cover it all today but before we get to any of that joey what's going on how are you
1: good good long time no see ben Uh, yes (laughs) it hasn't even been a full 24 hours since we've uh talked last and seen each other um but here we are again with star wars and Hoth hangout once again, yeah. I'm I'm excited this week for sure. I, I wasn't sure how the episodes were gonna turn out with uh with Mandalorian and Bad Batch, but uh they came through for me and I'm I am excited for that and all the news that uh
0: was upcoming this week. Indeed, yeah. And if you haven't managed uh those of you either listening on Apple or Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube, if you haven't managed to check out Joey and I's reaction to the second episode Uh, of the third season of the Mandalorian. That is up on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. Definitely check that out. And if you're not subscribed, definitely uh, hit that subscribe button while you're there too, as we journey closer to that 100 number. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Another reminder that if you ever want to shoot us an email or a question over on Twitter at Hoth Hangout on Twitter and Hoth Hangout at gmail.com, Definitely shoot us a, a question or email. We can do a, a mailbag segment. We need to. We need to actually like plan one of those sometime soon. I keep no, saying neither, it, yeah. and, and I think it'd be fun to get a few questions on here. Hopefully, maybe even as soon as next week. So, uh, definitely check that out as well. Uh, before we get into the Mandalorian and Bad Batch stuff, because we do have a lot to cover, um, we've got a couple items to note real quickly when it comes to the overall world of Star Wars. First of all, uh, today uh, is International Women's Day, so Joey and I are going to give our favorite Star Wars character. Uh, I don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to go first. Uh, our favorite female Star Wars character, I should say. I don't think I said that. I, I meant to. <laughs> um, I should I should probably think that you know who mine is. I'm, cer- I'm sure you certainly do. Um, so I guess I'll get mine out of the way, and I'll just say that Ahsoka is by far my <gasps> Favorite female Star Wars character. No big shock, no big surprise. <laughs> um, I don't know if I need to go into detail about why I do. I feel like I've probably gone on several rants in previous versions of uh, uh, previous episodes but, but, of the Hot let Hangout us know. podcast. let us know right here. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, she really embodies like what a strong female character should be. i not saying that there have been recent additions to Star Wars that aren't that, as some people... I've heard that argument from people. As as much as I will say I I know I'm not a big fan of the sequels, but I feel like there are parts of Rey's character, particularly like her her strength like and her will to overcome that I do admire. So I will say as much as like I not am super high on the sequels. Um there are parts of them, particularly the characters themselves that I do enjoy. Um sorry, side tangent. Back to Ahsoka um she really for me embodies what like a strong female character should be in Star Wars. Uh the Clone Wars apart from being arguably I hate to say that over like some of the original trilogy stuff, especially episode 5, but I mean arguably the Clone Wars is my favorite Star Wars content in general. Um cuz you really get to spend a, t- a lot of time with her and you get to see her transformation from the point of being this small Padawan uh, and see her transformation into becoming this, this uh, grown person who ultimately makes a decision to step away from the order. And um, through all of that, I, I just feel like her journey as a character, maybe outside of like Anakin or Luke, you could even put it right up there with both of those two, I think, uh, really is what Star Wars is about for me. So I, I won't rant any longer about Ahsoka, and I'll yeah. just I'll let you answer what <laughs> what your favorite female Star Wars character is.
1: Nice pick. I'm I am completely shocked. I did not think it was going to be. Didn't Ahsoka see
0: that one so. coming, did you?
1: Didn't see that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, hap, uh, happy
0: International
1: Women's Day to all of the women out there. So thank you for being you and um, being the strong women that you are, and being so supportive of everyone around you. This just um we're, we're blessed to have you all in our lives. So thank you. Um. But for my pick, I got two. I've got two that I, I I just am in between. That I just love these two characters so much. One is on the lighter side. One's on the dark side. You know. So um I'm trying to think of who your who the dark side would. So Asaz Ventress is just oh, a cool, okay. cool, 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 cool character. Um, you you saw how much. How much. Power she has, and and especially in the in the in the uh, the Dooku book, the Jedi. What is the Jedi Lost? Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Um, had a huge role in there. Uh, we saw I saw a little bit more of that in the original Clone Wars, um, that was shown on Cartoon Network. Uh, just her character in you know being on because normally you would see, um, you don't see a lot of females on the dark side. So to have her kind of be that in canon or whatever, I mean, is is very cool to to have that. So on her on the dark side, it's her. On the lighter side of things, I I'm, I, I want to give you one guess. I'll give you one guess to see if you if you can get it. Um, I would be is I'd it, be shocked if you can get it. But let me see.
0: You'd be surprised if I do get it. Yes, actually. Okay, so it's not gonna be Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's gonna be rey
1: okay
0: um i don't think it's gonna be padme okay so if you're surprised that i would get it is it is it prequel original trilogy or sequel trilogy um or none of the above it's kind of in the so non-original non- kind of, non-movie it's a floater here. it's a floater yeah oh floater. um oh my goodness um uh, what the heck is her name uh it's like right on the t- i can see her face oh oh my goodness is she a bounty hunter she's not a bounty hunter
1: oh i thought i had it oh that's good though that's a good one though that's a good one
0: though. um i don't know tell me harrison doula oh my goodness yeah, i'm yeah. i'm upset at myself that i didn't get that <laughs> it's a good one though right i mean yeah.
1: she was the embodiment of 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 bravery you know, she led their crew. She was the leader of their crew. She was the mom of their crew. She uh, was one of the best pilots out there. She's she's in comic books. She's in on um, you know animated series. She's in books. Um, she's everywhere, and she's awesome. So <laughs> I I really I really like her character. Um, of course, like the Leas and the Padme's, you know, they're they're great. But I feel that uh, that that uh, Hera kind of really does it all she did it all you know Mm -hmm. um so i i was i'm i'm i loved her character in rebels and uh, you know the and the relationship she had with each of the characters i think it was just so well done and we're going to talk about rebels in a little bit but like just the way they were a family and she was like the leader of that family the mom of that family i just thought that was the coolest thing to kind of see that on the screen for you know an animated series for you know what was it 4 years i think they were on for 4 seasons if i yeah i think mistaken. that's right yeah so i think uh and yeah so yeah definitely harrison Doula is my my favorite star wars female character
0: That's a really good pick honestly Have you read the or seen the book A New Dawn Star Wars A New Dawn Yes I you have read it Yes i've read it I haven't read it and i that's one of the ones that's on the top of my list <laughs> And it's It's funny because one of the other ones that's on the top of my list is one that's related to your other character that you mentioned, Asajj, uh, Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple. I, I haven't read either of those, and they're both like Bro, two of the three are, that are on the top of my list right they are now. They are
1: they are amazing books. You have to read those books.
0: I do need to. I know you're on the legend
1: sides of things with the books, but yeah, you got to jump on some of yeah those, so, yeah some of those as well. But yeah. I, I think isn't
0: is Dark Disciple technically lit because I, I think a New Dawn's not a New Dawn is canon, right? hmm But I think I, Dark Disciple I, is, is too. Hmm. I think so. I thought so. Interesting. That's even more reason I need to read it. There no. you there you go, um. But yeah, great pick with Hera there. Rebels as a whole is just a fantastic show, and and I think are I think easily the most underrated piece of cool. Star Wars. Uh, for me personally, at least, I think I mean I love Rebels, and I think it amongst the Star Wars community, it's underrated. Uh, what it brings to the lore of everything. Uh, which, speaking of Rebels, by the way, uh, three days ago at the time of this recording. Ah, uh, currently March eighth. On March fifth was the fifth anniversary of the Rebels finale. Something we also wanted to make note of. Such a fantastic show, and oh, uh, I I hope we get another show like that. I mean, you know, Mando and Bad Batch have been great, but the amount that that uh, Rebels added to the lore really was what made it for me.
1: I mean, even the way it ended with, you know, um, can't uh, well, Canyon had you know had passed, but with Ezra. And with Sabine and Ahsoka and Hera, I mean, and Hera had a child. I mean, there's a lot still kind of it's big, big meatballs just hanging out there in the yeah. universe, you know, just waiting for the other side to happen. So hopefully, you know, maybe we see an appearance in maybe the Ahsoka series of some of these characters in live action. Uh, there's been rumors about that. So hopefully, I mean, I would, I would love to see if we saw Hera on... In uh on screen like that, oh man, I'm gonna lose it,
0: bro. <laughs> Ezra, so I, I honestly think I I think we could see Sabine maybe at some point in Mando, or I, I hope. Don't, I don't least. see why not. Yeah, yeah. Uh and in other Star Wars news, Taika Waititi is looking to star in his own Star Wars movie, uh, and in addition to that, all the other Star Wars films up until this point uh, have not been greenlit. So. I believe the soonest we'll be getting a new Star Wars movie. I'd be shocked if we even get one this soon. Is December twenty twenty five. At at this point, I don't even know if Star Wars is in too much of a hurry to get back to going uh, to things on the silver screen rather than the direct to Disney Plus sort of style. I, I think it works really well, and I didn't even think. I don't think they realized how well it was going to work until the success of Mando, and now they were like, well. We might as well just keep doing it if it's working. And you know, a lot of that was probably COVID, you know, during that era mm-hmm. as well. But um I think in many ways the the direct to streaming platform, episode by episode format, and it allows like the hype to build too, which is kind of fun as well. But I, I do miss I do miss being in a theater for Star Wars movies. So hopefully we get back to that at some point.
1: Yeah, I think when when COVID hit, you know, I don't think anybody knew what to do, right? And when, but these things like Disney, I mean, things like Netflix and Hulu are kind of already out there. Disney Plus was kind of on its way or they were like just, they just made it in there as well, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about it earlier on, on this podcast that sometimes when you have years between movies, that is just too much hype <laughs> to be built up for a two-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour movie that ultimately either doesn't hit the mark or possibly not hit the mark, not, you know, uh, whereas when you have these, these shows that have eight episodes, 10 episodes, 16 episodes over the course of, you know, a couple of months, uh, as, as a viewer for me, that's more fulfilling because mm-hmm. I would rather have that week by week than have to wait for years for a, sh- a movie now. Now, there is something to the movie experience, as you said. I think, you know, you and I come from that generation where, we, you know, that's kind of part of it, um, part of the overall experience of any type of fandom, any type of um, uh, show or movie that you really love. But, I don't know, maybe we're moving away from it. I mean, I've seen tons of movie theaters close down over the past, you know, yeah. year, you know. So, I don't know if that lasts. And it's unfortunate, but I I think um I I think we're fine. I think again I think Liam Neeson's wrong. I think we're okay with the <laughs> amount of uh, Star Wars that we're getting. Um, but I'm gonna keep getting at you, Liam. Um, but I I think I think we're good. I think I. Th- it's 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 weird to not have a movie. You know, getting ready for a Star Wars movie at some point. Yes, it is kind of weird. But
0: outside of the original
1: saga, the Skywalker saga. I don't know how much more I want either, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I it mean, almost it, solidifies the original saga by not making more movies. Cause it's like, okay, we're getting all these fantastic shows, but at the core of it, like these movies are what it is about. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I don't know. I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So I, I I'm fine either way. Long, hey, keep, keep producing these shows and I, I have no problem with it. You know? And if, if, all of a sudden in 2025, you know, after I don't know season season four of uh, Mandalorian or whatever it is, and all of a sudden a new movie comes out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, but it's you know I'm not I'm not upset. But I mean to to talk about you know that article that we saw in the Variety article. Um, yeah, the two other movies that were not are not greenlit at this point. Um, by Patty Jenkins, right? I think was one of them, and then Kevin Feige, I think was yeah, the yeah, Kevin Feige was the yeah. other one, right? So. Uh, up until now i think they they were expecting to have been greenlit probably possibly in production by now but we're not we it doesn't sound like we're anywhere near that to those and i'm i'm sure there's some upset people about that um and i'm you know and i, I don't even remember what those movies were supposed to be about but either way you know if if Taika, you know i still like Taika wyo i enjoy his work in in the many movies and even some of the episodes of the mandalorian that he's been in so that he's been involved with. So I I yeah. Twenty twenty five is fine, you know, as long as you keep giving me all my all my Star Wars on Disney Plus.
0: I just hope that the general reception to whatever the next Star Wars movie is is a little bit better than what the reception was to the sequels. Um, I don't know. That remains to be seen. I like to think it will be. I, I think it would be too, because if it's truly not gonna be a about the Skywalker
1: saga. Right. You know, if, if it's something completely different, you don't really have expectations to that, you know? Yeah. You Whereas, don't have the fans
0: with... who are like from an older generation who, if, if you encroach too much on, on their territory of what the original star Wars is and what that means. And if you mess it up, then they're like, Oh no, don't you do that. Whereas exactly. if, if you're like, if like you're saying, if it's not about the Skywalker saga, it's like, well, you know, that's not Star Wars to me. They can just like right, yeah. write it off more because yeah. it doesn't affect what their yeah. Star Wars is, doesn't, yeah. Which is kind of silly if you think about yeah. it.
1: Yeah, they could they could create a change.org about you know
0: decanonizing <laughs> whatever they want. You know, that's just <laughs> retcon the get. sequels. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Uh, very last point we wanted to discuss before we get into uh the nitty gritty of the Bad Batch and Mandalorian as as we're almost seventeen uh, minutes into this episode. <laughs> Um, are the panels at Star Wars Celebration, which takes place exactly a month from today, on April 8th. Um, There's a lot of awesome panels taking place for Star Wars Celebration. There's a few in particular that have caught our eye, and so maybe uh, if, if we could, we could list one or two for you all that particularly drew our interest and perhaps why those are the ones... Um, that we're looking to what was there one that I think cause okay. I know I think at least one that you're gonna take. What what okay. what about you?
1: Well I'm gonna I'm gonna i I'll start with Forty Years of Return of Jedi. I think that one right. for me would be because Return of Jedi is is my favorite um Star Wars movie. Yeah. So I mean you've got Luke at his peak, the Green Saber, um Boba Fett's still in there just for a little bit, but he's in there, you know, in the um the the scene with Vader and I can I could I could do a whole episode on how much I love Return of the Jedi <laughs> so forty years of Return of the Jedi um, would definitely be on my one of the top list uh, on my list to go to the panel what about you what's one of your top
0: um, so there's a few that immediately stuck out like High Republic and then we mentioned the before we started recording the fifteenth anniversary of the Clone Wars is this year and they're having uh, panels on each of those topics. And there is one for me personally. On Monday, that on the April 10th, there's a Star Wars Visions panel. All of those are great, but of course, the one that I... And I think probably a lot of people are most excited about is the Ahsoka panel. Uh, Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau will both be on that panel giving more information about the upcoming Ahsoka series. And ultimately, I expect them... To officially announce a date at that i would be shocked if we if mm-hmm. we come away from star wars celebration and we don't have an official date for Ahsoka set i read something somewhere i don't remember where it was but i was under the impression that it was going to be released in the fall and i read something somewhere oh. over the uh, last couple days that said it might be late summer now
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, which would, I assume, be, you know, like August or mm-hmm. perhaps right. even, yeah, probably August if I had to guess what that would mean. But um, for many reasons, which I've already said earlier, why Ahsoka is my favorite female Star Wars character, my favorite Star Wars character in general. Um, that to me is like, you know, this show to me is like taking something that you've always loved and expanding upon it and hopefully it's going it, you know what I feel like I feel like probably the same way that mega fans of the original trilogy felt uh going into to the sequel trilogy where they're like please don't please don't mess it up please don't ruin it I, I don't think they will you know I mm-hmm. I trust John Favreau and Dave Filoni with Star Wars like it's going to be great. I have no doubts about that. Um, I'm excited to see what they incorporate. Maybe we'll get some Thrawn in there. I just that's yeah. actually what I want to see the most from this panel. I wanna see a Thrawn just you know, I wanna see that stuck right, right. in there somewhere.
1: Right. And more than likely, I mean well I you know, I'll say from my experience, when when Star Wars Celebration was here in Chicago in 2019, I was able to go to the Mandalorian uh panel. So I got lucky oh, nice. and I got tickets to that and they actually did show a little bit of the first episode in in that panel they didn't show they di- they didn't show that on the streaming side like right. so yeah uh if it was streamed to youtube or wherever it was on starwarscelebration.com um but they didn't show it there but they showed it you know at the and i remember they were even like all right everyone turn off your cameras you can't be yeah. <laughs> you know you can't be seeing this part you know um, so, oh, uh, you can't be recording this part. I, I'm, I think I did it. In fact, I don't care, but, um, <laughs> I am most definitely not yeah, going to be I watching the bootleg version of <laughs> right, Ahsoka. <yeah. laughs> this will not, this will not be on my YouTube channel later on. hophangout.com, You yeah. know. Um, so, the, so I would, I would assume, I would assume, you know, they, there's going to be some footage of Ahsoka and I, I, I bet you that, that, uh, that panel's going to be incredibly energetic. It's going to be incredible. And man, I wish we were there.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna like just block out three or four hours that day to watch these panels. I I'm mm-hmm. so stoked; it's gonna be yeah. amazing. I can't wait for it. Um. Well, so should we get to the meat and bones or, or the meat and potatoes of uh of the podcast today? Uh, we had two fantastic episodes: Bad Batch season two, episode twelve. Yeah, episode twelve titled The Outpost, and then Mandalorian uh, Season 3, Episode 2, uh, titled, I don't know if I have the, it was, it was a lot, oh, The Minds of Mandalore is what it was. Um, and, and which one did, did you say we, 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 you wanted to start with today? Let's
1: do a Mandalorian, just kind of like we did last week.
0: Okay, so going through The Mandalorian, we came off of last week. Um, the first episode was kind of, it felt like we were dipping our toes in. And now, in retrospect, it kind of feels that way even more because we walked away from the first episode and we weren't, like, overwhelmed with how incredible things were. You know, it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, we're getting back into the swing of things. Um, This episode, on the other hand, I think with the exception of, like, the first two or three minutes, it felt like, where are we going here? And then immediately it was like, oh, we're on Mandalore. Bo-Katan is here. You know, uh, there's this weird organic general grievous like robot thing. That's, you know, capturing Mando grogo gets uh grogo gets to go on his like first uh, solo mission. If you will, he has to like retrieve Bo, bring him back to rescue din. Um, everything about this episode, it just, it was amazing. And it culminates at the end when he's going into the waters, which Beau is like sarcastically like, okay, whatever, whatever Mando, um, uh, and then he gets pulled down, and then we end up seeing what we can assume is a mythosaur, and it was like this is incredible. This first, this uh, second episode of Mandalorian was everything that I wanted. Uh, and again, if you haven't watched our live reaction to that, that's up on the Hot <laughs> Hangout YouTube channel as well. We were we were flabbergasted, to use the word. Uh, what stood out to you the most of, from everything that happened in this episode? So... My
1: admiration for Bo-Katan has <laughs> skyrocketed even
0: more. Yes. Can we add her to our favorite female Star Wars I, female, character? I, yeah, yeah. With,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll pencil her in for sure. Yeah, I mean, because she is such a powerful figure both in animation and now in live action, right? I don't know if there's many that make that cross that way from mm-hmm. animated to... Um, I know we have Ahsoka now. I mean, that's that's something that is coming up. But as of right now, Bo Katan, wow, uh, just amazing job. Um, th- just the oh man, it's so good. So, so just the the way that she you know helps out Mando. and some even some of the lines she says. She's like, oh, do you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? Like just like that snark yeah. and that sarcasm, but also that you know there there's there's reason behind it because she's. She is the true Mandalorian. Right. So, I mean know, she, she arguably
0: has more claim to being called the Mandalorian. <laughs> right, right. Maybe
1: that maybe that's what the show is about. It's actually about her. Oh. Um <laughs> um but you know everything you said Grogu going on his first mission, little mission there. Um you know we're we're seeing a little bit of the development of uh his force abilities, the little flips that he can do and you know, he doesn't just rotate in chairs and steal candy. Everyone, he could <laughs> he could knock down some uh, some aliens as well. You know. Yeah. Um. But but everything about this uh, this and I, I mentioned this during our reaction. Everything about this episode was Star Wars to me. We've had such a long time with and nothing against. We enjoyed watching Andor. We've enjoyed watching Bad Batch, but this was Star Wars. This was the Star Wars that you know we're used to seeing. We've got all the uh, alien creatures that we have to fight. We see huge, huge, you know, cr- creatures out there with the mythosaur. We see Mandalorians just flying everywhere. We see, you know, Grugo using force, and um, and uh, you know, the junior General Grievous and the super scary spider droid thing that he's in. And um, yeah, I did not like that part. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love spiders, right? Love spiders. Oh my gosh! When that c- came out, I'm like, oh, at three in the morning, I wasn't ready for that. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed the episode, and um, to where to where it left off, just kind of like what you were saying. You know, where where do you think what what is upcoming for the next episode?
0: I don't know if we'll get the immediate satisfaction of having a mythosaur tamed and rode in the next episode Uh, i think that might be something we see a little bit later on Mm -hmm. as far as where the show itself is going that that honestly is a good question to pose because up until this point this whole season has been about mando getting to where he was at the end of yesterday's or you know uh when was that two days ago's episode yesterday's wow it's been a a weird technically
1: it's Technically, it's
0: today's. <laughs> it's been a long twenty four hours, let <laughs> me tell you. Uh, but yeah, the whole the whole season, all two episodes of it, has been building up to Mando getting to the waters so that he can be redeemed as a Mandalorian. So now there's not really a ton of direction as to where are we going with the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to very clearly be a conversation between Din and uh, Bo. Regarding what they just saw underwater, um, how they go from there, that I don't know, honestly. Right, and yeah. I think that's what makes me excited uh, coming off of this episode, looking forward to the last six episodes of the season, is that we don't really know what direction we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas sometimes when you know the path of a show, you can almost foresee that there's going to be like a little bit of filler here and there. I genuinely don't know what the rest of the season has in store mm-hmm. for us. So Long long or short answer uh, to your question is that I, I don't know, but I'm okay right. not knowing. It's, it's right, exciting. Yeah. I think what I'm interested in right now is mm-hmm. the Darksaber. Right.
1: Where, you know, who, because right now I believe it's in it's their still possession. Den's possession. It's in yeah. Den's possession. But, and I kind of mentioned this on the reaction. Yeah. Technically speaking. Did right? the droid defeat him? Didn't the <laughs> droid defeat. The droid General Grievous defeat um Din and then and then Bo Katan came in and defeated the droid. I mean, I don't know. I mean I, those those line up to me. So is it already <laughs> hers? I mean but either way, I mean we know that she wants a darksaber, right? So there's that conflict um that is going to be there. Um right. and will that will that turn into uh a, a battle between them? You know, something like that. Well, you know, because I'm kind of game for that, to be honest. That <laughs> if it comes down to it, I mean, like you said, she—if—if if anybody, you know, has more claim to Mandalore, it is her for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's—it's it's, you know, it's her birthright. That's where it—that's where it belong. That's where uh, she belongs. So, um, and he even said he's never even been on on there on that planet. Right. You know, that that moon. That's where I was. You know. And again, I I really do, and I I mentioned this as well. I really appreciate them saying the planets as they're landing. Yeah, like just some little thing like, well, there's Mandalore, there's Concordia. Concordia, and yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, check, check. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, Wikipedia or Wikipedia. Let's see, you know, everything we know about that. So, um, I do appreciate that. But either way, um, I I am excited to see where the rest of the season goes because, like you said, you know, we we left. The first episodes, knowing that all right, he needs to get to these waters and kind of uh, you know uh, get forgiven for his sin of taking off his helmet. Now he's gone there, practically drowned, <laughs> saw a mythosaur, and you know so that we've we've resolved that 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 uh, end has been tied up with nice little knot. Yeah. So now what? So now what? You know, and and if they do these little two episode arcs, I don't know if that's what they're going to end up doing or. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what is coming up with the rest of the season. And I mean, literally two episodes in and we're really, we already got this type of
0: reaction. I, I was
1: super happy about that.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're all right though, with the dark saber being at the center of the rest of the season, because I think at one point or another, there will inevitably be some sort of conflict between uh, Den and, and Bo. I'd be very surprised if there's not the rest of this season as to how much the dark saber is going to influence that conflict we'll have to see. Cause I mean, you know, she could have very easily just like left him uh, at many points. Like, you know, she could have never rescued him. Even after she rescued him when he was passed out, she could have left and taken the saber. So, I mean, she clearly has a, you know, a respect for him. Uh, and, and I even noted at one point during our watch through, there was this part where they're walking through the caves, and I don't even remember what the remark was, but it was kind of like offhanded and kind of smirky. Um, and I was like, "Love it, love spark, love sparks flying here." Yeah, and you know, I was kind of half joking, and then she looked at Grogu and was like, "What are you looking at?" And it almost right. like like uh, reemphasized what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh, right, maybe right. she does have feelings <laughs> for him." So, right, right. I I think that could actually happen by the end of the season. Uh, Bo and and Din kind of. Getting together and being the Mando power couple, if you will. Nice, yeah. yeah.
1: What are your thoughts about? Because they they did make a quick, and I, I don't know if it was a jab, but uh, they they made a quick uh, mention of Boba Fett <laughs> right when he had landed on. Oh Tatooine, yeah, right? um, like oh you're gonna go go after Boba Fett or something like that, something of like those lines. Uh, wh- what? Are, and this is kind of off topic of like the the you know the the season or anything like that. Do you think that they should have made Boba Fett Mandalorian? (laughs) Like, the Mandalorian. Like, should this show been about him? And he is doing all of this instead of Mm. just a whole other person (laughs) kind of doing it, you know? Would that have been... Because, I mean, you know, to the outside viewer, you have two series that have Mandalorians, right? You have the Boba Fett and you have the Mandalorian two of the episodes in Boba Fett were mainly Mandalorian of the man, of Din Djarin, right? Um should they have just said, you know what? Let's just make like make the man-. and this is just a talking point whatever, you know, but when I, when I was watching when I was watching this episode, I actually watched it for a second time today. Oh yeah. And when I when I saw that line, I'm like, you know what? They they really could have just <laughs> could have just not had Din Djarin. They could have had Boba Fett and this could have been his story. And would that have been, and you know, there would have been, they would have had to tie some things together. Obviously the whole Sarlacc Pid and everything like that. But if, if this what ended up happening to him, do you think that would have been, you think that they could have pulled that off or do you think that would have been a better story for Boba Fett? Could this bit, could this
0: have been Boba Fett's story? Could it have been? Yes. Uh, Do I think it should have been? I don't think so and you know hindsight is 2020 20 because i i love where we're at with the character uh and you know where the mandalorian has taken us um well I, and one thing would also be like i don't think there is the the heritage of being a mandalorian there with boba mm-hmm. uh like there is with din but probably outside of the actual plot of the story it's kind of going back to the same thing we talked about um about infringing upon people's idea. Right. I feel like, and you kind of saw this with the Boba Fett show, honestly. Like, there were many people who were fans of, of the original trilogy, episodes five and six, particularly, um, who watched Boba, and they're like, that's not my Boba Fett. You know what I mean? So, you know, could it have been done? Yeah, I think it could have. Um, Is it something that would have been better? I don't know. I, I like to think I, I really enjoy what they've done with it and with Din. But I think I worry that if they went that avenue, I think it would have affected, not that I care personally, but a lot of people might, I think it would have affected the way some people uh, feel about the show Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard to say what that would be because now we know what it is. And I I think part of the reason it, it is as successful as it is is because it's a new character and because it's something that, isn't taking previous Star Wars stuff and trying to change anything or expound upon it in a way that could frustrate certain groups of fans. And again, not that that's the should be the decision-making uh, philosophies when they're creating these shows, but mm-hmm. it, it is there nonetheless. Uh, and yeah. we saw it with Boba Fett, the yeah. show. So um, They could have, yeah. but I'm glad well, they didn't. I guess that's right. and, my short answer. And,
1: and I think I agree with you there that... Um, that it's probably good that they didn't. I mean, a, a lot of this, especially the first season, was, although it was called The Mandalor you know, this is called The Mandalorian, it was about Grogu. Mm-hmm. That's what drew a lot of people to the show. Yeah. And to have had, uh, if you were to have somebody like a Boba Fett, who kind of already was solidified in Star Wars lore, you know, um, for, you know, how many years, you know, so 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah. more than 40. 40. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, and like you said, if you have that Boba Fett, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, kind of tending as a dad to Grogu, you know, would that have worked? I don't know, right? Um, because you wanted Boba Fett. If if you have Boba Fett being the main character, me being the Mandalorian, um, then he would be, you know, the main character. He would be everything about the show, not not you know, kind of second fiddle to Grogu. So, um, just thought it would be a, an interesting question that came up while I was
0: uh, watching. The show for the second time yeah yeah that's that's a good uh it's a good uh thinking project a good good thing to uh reflect upon the shows we yeah. have and think about how they could be different if there were certain things changed like that
1: you know there's a parallel universe where that happened right yeah
0: so. yeah uh, what is that like the, the marvel theory Mul- now The multiverse the multiverse. multiverse by the way still haven't seen ant-man yet i need to go watch that one. i have not watched it either yeah I might go sometime. Uh, speaking of speaking of not soon. going to
1: movies, yeah, you know, that's...
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so on the live reaction, uh, you gave it an A plus. I gave it an A. I I only gave it an A because I was comparing it to my favorite Mando episode of, uh, the end of season two. Spoiler: If you haven't seen the end of season two of Mandalorian, um, where Luke comes and and you know it was like, how is this real right now? Uh, but overall, I think I said this is probably apart from that episode at the end of season two season uh, episode two of season three was my favorite episode of mandalorians uh, thus far
1: now now that i've had some time to watch it again and it's not like three four in the morning um <laughs> yeah, i was able to have a little bit more thoughts about it. yeah although i said a plus I'll, I'll give it i'll bump it slightly down to an a oh you know, just, walking, just, it, uh, back, walking it back walking <laughs> it back listen listen i could, this is our podcast i could do whatever we want so. um <laughs> But yeah, so I'll, I'll give it that A. You know, I was—you could tell—I was super excited with everything that happened with it, and I'm—and I still am. Um, but when you mentioned the Luke episode, I'm like, oh, that's—that's that's a good point. So <laughs> I forgot how—I forgot that curve. I thought I forgot the—the the, the, the Mandalorian, uh the Mando curve. curve, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'll give it that A.
0: But overall, still like incredible episode. Uh, did you have any more thoughts on Mando before we hop into Bad Batch stuff? Uh, no, just bo
1: I think Bo-Katan's Bo-Katan. the Mandalorian at this
0: point, maybe. I, it makes me, like, a little bit sad that there's only eight episodes in every season of this, because I'm like, man, how can they, how can we get, how can we progress the story to a point where it feels... Uh, we're well, a quarter it, of the way through. I know, it's wild. <laughs> I feel like it just, I mean, it literally just, it did just start, and we're already, like, you know, I want it to be enticing, and it, it feels so hard to make a show enticing when you only have Like, cumulatively, what would it be? Like, six hours of runtime for an entire season of a show. So, I'm excited still, but uh, a little bit nervous that the last six episodes won't be as fulfilling as the end of season two was. But that remains to be seen. Well, we are almost 40 minutes in, and we still need to touch base on the Bad Batch. So, um, let's go ahead and and hop on the, uh, the Bad Batch side of things. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that the Bad Batch was, uh, or that this week was the first week where it felt like we had two episodes of different shows going on at the same time, maybe with the exception of when Tales of the Jedi was going on uh, and Andor at the same time. But I think this tops that easily, these two together. Um, This episode of the Bad Batch and the episode of the Mandalorian that we just discussed, both incredible episodes in the same week. I'm curious what your thoughts are. On the Bad Batch episode. Because I think you know how I feel about it. And anyone who's listened to an episode of the podcast. We bring it up almost every episode. That we discuss Bad Batch. How much I love Crosshair. And so for the first five seconds of this episode. To be Crosshair on the screen. I was so happy Joey. <laughs> I I saw him and I was like yes he's back. It was like nine episodes that we didn't get yeah. to see him. Right. And um yeah, I guess it turned out the the wait was worth it because this was, I, I think this was my favorite episode of the season. I had to think about that one because there was a really great episode with the, uh, what was her name? Senator uh, Tucci? Tucci. Tucci. Yeah, that episode I also really loved. I think it was episode six, seven, seven. I don't remember. that. The episode was Senator Tucci. Uh, but I think this one tops it. Because it just felt, it felt like a great story arc for Crosshair. Um, very, very briefly, uh, he gets sent out on this planet with this really big jerk of a lieutenant. Easily, I, I, I you know, I don't hate any Star Wars character. I, I, I was thinking, I was like, is there a character? While I was watching, I thought, is there a character I hate in Star Wars? And I thought, you know, there's characters I don't. Prefer or don't like, but I've never hated a character like this lieutenant in this episode. I mean, basically, straight up calling clones like, you know, meat shields trash. Like, he has a quote that says, I don't like used equipment. Uh, at another point, he said something to the effect of, like, at the very end, he said, you know, he doesn't, that's a waste of resources. Uh, just like this guy was so infuriating. And uh, this great clone we meet along the way in Mayday um, develops kind of this relationship with Crosshair as briefly as they knew one another. Um, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the episode, Mayday doesn't make it through to the end of the episode. Uh, but it's a name the, like Mayday, you know, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was a maybe that was <laughs> foreshadowed in his name, and I just should have seen it coming. Uh, but you know, Mayday and his crew, only two of which remain, have been stranded on this planet, and. The Empire is basically just kind of disregarding them, not sending them reinforcements or supplies that they need. Uh, and this lieutenant comes in and is basically like trying to boss his way around. Uh, and then while they're, you know, getting accustomed to being there, there's an attack on the base. And the only two other remaining members are killed in the action. And so it's just Mayday and Crosshair and all these other stormtroopers with this lieutenant who have just arrived. Uh, and two of the crates are stolen in the raid. And so uh, the lieutenant sends against kind of against their will mayday and crosshair to uh, retrieve the the crates they find out the only thing in the crates is just gear or uh you know uh, what do they what do you call it uh armor for stormtroopers and they're like we came all the way out here for this and like an avalanche and they almost die and they you know crosshair helps him all the way back to the base where he mayday being he unfortunately does uh not make it and the end of this episode joey I I cannot tell you. Never in my life watching a movie. I'm trying to think, I don't want to walk this back, but I think this is right. Never in my life watching a movie or show or anything, have I been so adamantly rooting for someone. I was like crosshair, shoot him right now. Like I was like crosshair, shoot him. <laughs> and then you know, he did it and I was like, "Oh, yes, that was such a good end to this episode." Um. So I just had a little, like, throw my little uh, spiel in there about why this is my favorite episode of the season so far. All that being said, sorry I rambled. What did you think about the episode? I think you said it all. I mean, <laughs> the the relationship that was built
1: between you know Mayday and Crosshair and the very little time that they had together. The The moment when they both realized what they were trying to retrieve was the, you know, the, the Imperial Stormtrooper armor and helmets and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to realize that it sounds like they were there for a whole year trying to protect this stuff, right? Uh, Mayday had lost his entire crew um, in that time. And, you know, these, we've, we you know, we've watched clones this entire, you know, for, for years now they're not just soldiers they are brothers you know these these are brothers that they have that he has lost this entire time uh, as much as detached as you know clone force 99 was to the rest of the clone troopers they're still brothers as well you know so i to that you saw that connection you know between the, those two brothers you know um it was very evident it was very In front of it. And you could tell even when, and this may have been the first time that I've seen Crosshair so emotional when he was, when the avalanche came and he kind of, you know, uh, he he punched his way out of the snow and he found Mayday and he was just really trying to get Mayday to wake up and go. And, you know, just like any clone would say, you know, Mayday just like, Mayday's like, go, just go. I'm not going to make it. And what did and instead of letting him go, like like you like you almost expect Crosshair to do, yeah. Like if he would have just left, I thought he was going like, to. You would you would have been like mm, Crosshair, you know. Mm. But he didn't. You know, he he put a helmet on him. He carried him, however long, back to the base or back to the outpost, and you know, and did his did all he could to try to save him, uh, mm. to, and ultimately not to. And you know when he died, you could tell that he was very upset about it. Um, and I, Ben, I was the same way when that scene came, and I'm like, please shoot this guy, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, if 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 there's any time to be dark in Star Wars, I am allowing it right now. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if that's what the Emperor wants from us, you know, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, you did mention that I, I I was wearing the red shirt, uh, yesterday during the. Uh, during the uh, reaction video maybe i have turned to the dark side already yeah you know, I'm right? i'm the light side you've now it. you've done it <clears throat> um but either way i mean just just the, the emotion that was in that um and to have i love it when when shows do that when you make the audience want something and you give it to them right away <laughs> you know because because really i mean what, what was the other solution out of that you know um so it was it was it was the take him down it was to take him down and then yeah. and I will admit when crosshair falls over right after that I was like don't you because I mean don't I don't mean, die too don't do yeah. this yeah because <laughs> I mean Mayday died right Mayday yeah. died of well, the same yes of the same pretty sure Mayday died. things yeah yeah right yeah yeah but I mean Mayday died and probably you know the the things that Mayday had experienced I mean maybe it was a little bit more severe than what crosshair did too but I mean you know it seemed like they were walking through the snow for a very long time you know that's not very healthy you know and so it it's very conceivable that he could have died right there too so i'm like don't do this and then when it faded to black i was like oh no this is there's no way and then he wakes up in the doc, in the in the you know medical bay or whatever it was mm-hmm. um with a um, uh, a Mary? I think that's the name that was. Yeah, the... I don't.
0: I don't know her name. I know it's the same doctor who was at the end of the episode where uh, Nala Se was oh, being was escorted okay. back. I think. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. I will say this. This is my. This is my conspiracy theory
0: of the day. Okay, I love um, it. Let's hear it.
1: She is she a clone? <laughs>
0: The the doctor? Yeah, I think she is.
1: Oh, she is. Okay, okay. Yeah, she is a clone. Okay, yeah. Okay, I guess it's not so controversial. But you know, it it seemed it seemed like that she was, you know, because she has the same type of accent as Omega, so that's why I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder if she's a clone, and maybe this is just well known, and I just don't have no idea. But and um, I don't know. But who do you think? Who do you think the doctor is? I mean, well, you know, I mean, we left, we left, you know, knowing that. You know, she gave him a shot to either like, calm him down or put
0: him to sleep. But what's next for Crosshair now? Yeah. I, I, You know, she injected him with something, or maybe she was extracting something from him with that big needle at the end of the episode. Um, I think this is still a bit of the mystery as to where we're going with the Bad Batch, A, but B, how this is also going to tie in to everything that Star Wars is producing in the next five years or so, or even longer than that, honestly. Um, Up until this point, there's not been a lot of like, I don't know. I don't want to say lore, but like, you know, magic and like, you know, all Mm -hmm. this other stuff that you hear about in legends, like cloning and all this other. Midichlorians. Midichlorians. Yeah. (laughs) Like Palpatine cloning himself is a Mm -hmm. thing in legends. Uh, And so, This whole show feels like a way to bridge the cinematic Star Wars universe to the old Legends Mm -hmm. content, kind of. Being Mm -hmm. like, here's some stuff that was, you know, in Legends that made it cool, like cloning Palpatine, for example. So, you know, I I don't see really what other direction they're going with all this cloning stuff. You know, it's clear that the Empire wants the inside information about the cloning. Like, why else would they bring Nala say uh, Why else would they, you know, do these tests on Crosshair? I don't know if they're injecting him or extracting or whatever they're doing. Clearly, they want to know and understand more about cloning, assuming the, assuming the reason to be to produce, like, some super clones or something. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so that is what I'm most... Outside of the story of the Bad Batch, because I, I think Crosshair is definitely going to reunite with the rest of the Bad Batch at this point, hopefully in the next episode or two. Hopefully they don't wait until the finale to do it. Uh, but outside of the story and how it pertains to Star Wars as a whole, I am I am eagerly anticipating how they're going to connect this to other shows mm-hmm. uh, with, with how cloning is going to be an influence in future Star Wars content.
1: I think it's great because... I feel like Bad Batch could, I mean, could easily be one of those series that is just slept on. Like people just don't kind of check out and yeah, watch the. You know, I know one person that watched the first couple episodes of season one and just said, Nah, not for me." You know, and you oh know, really, to, to, dude, to, to each their own. To that, each their own. Right? That
0: first episode of season one, maybe with the exception of a few episodes, is is one of my favorites of Bad Batch. But right. Yeah. I, like you said, to each their own. Yeah. To each their own, and. Um, just the fact that
1: I knew one person means that there's probably a lot more <laughs> that yeah. uh, that are like that, you know? Um, but if, if it does in fact build this bridge into, you know, later storylines, um, whether it's movies, you know, I mean, like with Mandalorian, it's the same thing where, you know, you have to be watching Boba Fett for a little bit too in order to understand some of the story. So there, right. you know, and, and where, and I've mentioned this before, I love when they kind of interweave, you know, particular shows and books and all this, um, because you're like, oh, I remember that from, you know, episode four of this show, and, you know. Yeah um that's one of my favorite things about being part of this fandom is is that stuff and 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 especially when i watch like on youtube or you know someone sends a tweet like oh actually that's from you know i'm like oh it is from that you know because i don't have that brain capacity for sure <laughs> so i'll let somebody else tell me about it but um so yeah if if that ends up being the bad batch is one of those shows that you know it's must-watch TV because if you if you want to know about this movie coming up, you gotta watch this. You yeah, know? and um, from and even from a marketing perspective, that's smart. It's, yeah, it's, sm- yep. it's smart to have all of these properties together. You know, kind of you know dipping their toe in, in here and there and like because I mean I remember when Mandalorian um, when Ahsoka came up, you know, then they had this whole thing like. Who's Ahsoka? And you know, like, who's this Ahsoka person? And you know, you see on Disney Plus the the top five episodes of Clone Wars. You have to watch for Ahsoka, and you know, so I'm just like, it's just it's just easy easy way to market some things. And like, oh, did you know we have Ah Ahsoka figures and whatever? You know, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just it's so easy to do that. So, um, you know, of course we want we want all of this to happen because it's good good storytelling, but their their business too so they you know of course they're going to lump all that stuff in together all that to say yeah if if bad batch ends up being that bridge between you know the uh older you know no longer canon legends type of stuff um into and actually bring it into you know what's considered canon i think
0: that would be that would be great yeah yeah i could easily see bad batch being that sleeper show like 10 years from now when there's something new in star wars and you know maybe a more casual fan says, what? How does that make sense? Like, where did this come from or where did that happen? You're like, oh, did you ever watch the Bad Batch? You're like, the what? Oh, that's why you don't understand it because you didn't watch the cloning thing and the bad, you know, that's where I feel like Bad Batch is headed. It's going to be some sort of linchpin in understanding Star Wars as a whole. Oh, and and to note on what you said about kind of these shows, uh, you know, the marketing of it all and, and it playing off of one another, I think we... We saw that explicitly for the first time with Boba and Mando, where if you didn't watch Boba Fett, you would have been very confused the first episode of this season of Mandalorian. Um, so I think that's almost, I don't know who's, Disney or you know Dave or John or whoever it is, that's their way of kind of easing us into saying, okay, look, like unless you watch... Everything. everything you can't complain about not understanding why things aren't the way they are which you know for for people like us that consume everything that they make it's not a big deal but you know i could see how it might be frustrating for a, a more casual fan
1: and I've, I've heard i've heard the complaint like it's overwhelming mm-hmm. there's just not an overwhelming amount of content and you know all right maybe liam <laughs>
0: <laughs> always you goes know, back to liam
1: he always goes back to liam um Maybe maybe there is something to that. I mean, the the, the volume, the sheer volume of what's going out right now. I mean, to us, it's not a big investment. I'm watching. I'm gonna if if Star Wars is is on my show on my streaming service, I'm gonna watch it. You know. Um. I mean, so what are we talking about? An hour, hour and a half every week to watch it? I mean, that's that's nothing. You know, that's nothing as far as as, as consumption. You know. But I think what people are talking about is, you know. Con- the I mean, because normally when you have a season, it's like you have one season and then you're done. But w- what we have here is you have one season. All right, well, we have another show of one season. <laughs> oh, we have another show of, you know, so I could see like the longevity of it. And now we're doubling up on some shows. I can see how that can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, If mm-hmm. you are not that into it. I mean, if you're looking for lightsabers, if you're looking for... You know, force users and stuff like that. You're not going to find that in Andor. You're not going to find that uh, in Bad Batch for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I get it, um, but it, it just it just helps the storyline so much more when you have all of this content, all this all these different stories to pull from, all these characters to pull from, whether it's animated or in books or wherever.
0: I think it's just uh, I think it just makes for a, a better storyline overall. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, very last thing I'll say on the Bad Batch, and then we can rate the episode and and get out of here. Um, the change of character in Crosshair in this episode is the reason why it was so great. You know, we have seen him go from where he was with the Bad Batch uh, to basically flat out betraying them, to almost coming back and saying, you know, we can still work together, and then you know that bond almost being broken. And him slowly over the course of... I guess it's technically only been like two episodes that we've seen him in. Two or three that we've seen him in this season. But it's felt like longer, I guess, because we didn't see him for nine episodes. Um, seeing his disdain grow with the Empire to the point where he literally just broke. And uh, yeah, I, this was a great episode. I, I'm going to give this Bad Batch episode... Again, this is on the Bad Batch curve. Because I, I think I liked the, the Mando episode more. But as far as Bad Batch episodes go, I'm giving this one an A as well. So I gave an A to both of this week's episodes.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give an A also. Easy A. There's easy A. Easy A. There's, there's no question um, for all the things that you've already said. With, with just the development of Crosshair in one episode, it was just insane. And, mm. and, and really the development of how I view him, you know, Cause, Cause, like I said, even you know at the beginning, I'm like, he's gonna leave. He, you know, I, you know, even though they had already been through a lot, I'm like, he's leaving Mayday. There's no way, you know, he's gonna save them. Cause they even made like a few jokes about dead weight, you know. So mm-hmm. I thought I'm like, oh yeah, there, yeah, there's no way. But then he he off and he often takes him with him, and I'm like, oh okay, this is good, you know. Um, and to do something that I never thought he would do is shoot a lieutenant of the Empire he did that too you know so just um the exact moment you wanted him to turn he does mm-hmm. so that's so i'm excited and like you said probably maybe not the next episode a reunion with the the rest of the bad batch um but pretty soon i hope because what that
0: was episode 12 i believe yeah only right? three more weeks four episodes three weeks yeah yeah
1: oh that's right because uh, the last one's a, a, a double as well right mm, yeah yep. yeah so i'm uh yeah Three more weeks? I can't believe it. That's crazy. Yep. And th- and oddly enough, in three weeks we'll be more than halfway
0: through Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. It's wild to believe. Uh some some great Star Wars both having been consumed already and still to come our way, hopefully. Uh, again, only three more weeks of Bad Batch, six more weeks of Mando. Star Wars celebration is in four weeks, and May the fourth is in less than two months. So uh like three Mm-hmm. four six and eight weeks yeah. all pretty big significant star wars oh, related the, events
1: i forgot to mention the uh jedi uh scars book came out yesterday as well
0: oh so. definitely gonna so have to check yeah, that out
1: You so, so gotta check that
0: out and it's everywhere man star wars is everywhere <laughs> it is hey, thank goodness <laughs> yes. well this was a a, a podcast a throwback to podcasts of old because we went a little bit longer but hey it's okay when we're talking and, and discussing Star Wars because uh, sometimes you just get lost in the things you love, like like uh, we tend to do sometimes. But hey, we want to say thank you to each of you for listening uh, and for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, hi YouTube. If you're if you are watching on YouTube, uh, consider leaving a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't checked out our Mandalorian season three episode two reaction, that is also up and available on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel uh this was a good one i feel like i was just so excited this whole time and so uh i'm very much looking forward to all it has to come with both the bad batch and mandalorian you got any final thoughts joey
1: crosshair grogu
0: we love you guys (laughs) those are some great (laughs) characters right there yeah uh well we greatly greatly appreciate each and every single one of you listening or watching and of course may the force be with you Always.